you're listening to the Mental Detox Podcast, and I am your host, Leslie Flores. Hello, you guys. Welcome back. Bienvenidos a otro episodio. This is my episode number 17. <laughs> I know it's not a lot, but when you're sitting on this end of the mic, oh my gosh, that's a huge milestone. So that makes it a little over four months that I've been doing this. And you know, I'm still pushing through <laughs> and here we are still recording more episodes. And I just want to thank all of you because believe it or not, you know, when I look at who's listening and, and or not who's listening, but where you're listening from. And when I look at all those numbers and I see that these insignificant recordings are getting somewhere and are crossing, you know, borders and are being out there for, for y'all to listen to, it's a big deal. And I cannot be more thankful that I get to do this to Emily, who, you know, has been supporting me and doing the the actual um, editing and, and production of it in the back end. I'm just so thankful that we get to be a team and with this being my very last episode for the year for 2020, it's a big learning curve for me. And I say that because, you know, when I started, I had no clue what I was doing. I still have no clue what I'm doing, but I think I have just a slight idea of, you know, what I need to be doing on this end. So it's it's the last episode of 2020. It's been a year and I I want to stay with that phrase because whoever you talk to, like I don't know, you know, in in your work um area with your family, your friends, your neighbors, whoever you speak to about, you know, the year 2020, we have all adopted this very negative description of what the year has been. And, you know, with, I mean, I get it. It's, it's been a really, really hard year. Harder or, you know, it's been tougher for, for some. It's been a little bit easier for, for some of us than it has been for other people that have lost family members and, you know, just really faced hardship with social injustices and COVID, you know, losing their employment, not being able to meet their, you know, their needs. I'm being really careful when I talk about this because I don't want to be insensitive to someone's hurt, you know, to someone who is actually going through something pretty rough as we end up the year and at the same time, I want to validate that 2020 has had good in it, that it has brought some good and, you know, some blessings to, to some of us. And so I'm trying to do that very cautiously because I don't want to invalidate the pain and the struggle that many of us had to face 
And at the same time, I have to acknowledge that 2020 was also a blessing. So forgive me, you know, for tiptoeing around this this topic, but I, I want to do it so carefully that I don't invalidate either, you know, the, the good or the pain. And I say that because now that we're getting ready to go into 2021, we have to be really careful with what we're carrying onto January 1st, 2021. Let me let me explain this a little bit more because I think this is really, really important that we consider and that we take time to reflect on in order to receive 2020 and make the best of it without carrying our pain from 2020 into it. Wait, did I just say 2020 twice? Oh my gosh, forgive me if I did. But you know what I meant. Like, don't go into 2021 carrying those wounds that are still not healed and that, it, you know, that, that could potentially make it harder for you to live, you know, through 2021. So let's talk a little bit about thinking filters. And I, I promise I have a point here. Um, so just bear with me. Thinking filters. Some of you might know this or these as um, cognitive distortions or um, thinking biases. You've learned through, if you've been listening to the other episodes, that a circumstance does not or cannot cause feelings in you. A circumstance is neutral. It's just an event that is happening. And depending on on our beliefs, on the way we think, we attach meaning to those circumstances, to those events. And then, you know, that's how we get our feelings. So we understand the neutrality of the circumstance, the event. We understand that we give meaning to those events through our thinking, through our thoughts. And then through our thoughts, we feel emotions, right? So we tend to think in patterns. And and by that, I mean, we have a tendency to lean toward specific patterns. Like for example, someone who's usually negative when it comes to planning out a trip or someone who is, you know, all positive, does not see the realistic or, or the reality of, you know, the situation. We tend to think in patterns and we tend to trust what goes on in our brains. You know, after all, if you can't trust your own brain, then what can you trust? And generally, you know, this is a good thing. Our brain has been wired to alert us that there is some kind of danger and it attracts potential mates to us. It it finds solutions to the problems that we encounter. Uh, It gives you, you know, things to think about so that you can actually problem solve in advance. So our brain is, you know, that problem-solving machine. However, there are some occasions when you may want to second-guess what your brain is telling you. It's not that your brain is purposely lying to you, you know, it's just that it may have developed some faulty or non-helpful thinking over time. And this tendency to make assumptions where there is no true evidence, you know, for the basis of your assumption, is a common problem when it comes to interpreting events because it creates a distorted reality. 
So this is what I mean when I talk about, you know, the cognitive distortions, that we see an event, we see, you know, something happening, and we attach meaning to it based on our previous experiences. Depending on, on you know, how your, your life has been over the years, you're going to have developed a specific thinking pattern, which is going to give meaning to everything that happens around you. So it doesn't necessarily mean that bad things are happening around you, but the way we interpret them, it can make the threat even bigger than what it actually is. So that tendency is, you know, known as the thinking distortions or filters, you know, so I'm, I'm going to be referring to it as filters, distortions, biases. So these thinking filters, like I said, are biased perspectives. And we take these on, you know, and we interpret everything that's happening around us. And, and those, we just happen to develop them over the years. Like it, we all have them. Everyone has thinking distortions. You know, the difference is that some of us are more aware of them and some of us have no clue that our thinking does not always reflect reality. And the thinking filters are pretty much irrational thoughts. Now, bear with me because I know people get offended when I say that your thinking could be a little bit irrational. So yes, thinking filters are irrational thoughts and beliefs. And so unknowingly, we reinforce those irrational thoughts over time by the things that we think, right? By how we interpret events. These filters are always looking for information that fits them. So your brain is always looking and scanning information and seeing where can I fit this into? Which shape, which filter can this one be fitted to? So where can I place it? It's got to have a place. It's got to have somewhere that it's going to make sense. So where can I put it? So everything that we perceive, everything that's happening around us is going to end up in one of your thinking filter boxes. It's going to end up organized in one of those sections and it's going to have the meaning that your brain is going to assign to it based on your past experiences. Much like, you know, when you buy a red car, okay, like you went out and you saw this beautiful red car, you ended up getting it. Prior to you buying that red car, you had never paid attention to those red cars, right? Because who cares? And after you go and buy that red car, all of a sudden, it seems like everyone and their mom has a red car just like yours. You know, you start seeing it at the stores, in the parking lots, at the on the freeway. You start seeing it everywhere. So before, you had never noticed it, right? You had never made anything of it. But now that you had an experience that was related to it, it was easier for your brain to scan the world around you to identify the piece of evidence and to fit it into one of those boxes because now you were aware of its existence. You gave meaning to it. And I know, you know, talking about a red car is so much different than talking about COVID, right? When we when we talk about thinking filters. But 
these thoughts create a pattern that is often very subtle and, you know, even difficult to recognize. They become so automatic, like your thoughts become so automatic that they become your day-to-day thinking. And it's really hard to pick out from rational thoughts, from thoughts that are actually helpful because it becomes your thinking style. So the thinking of filters become the tendencies that you base your life on. And I, again, I promise I have a point, but I have to give you this information first because knowing that we all have thinking filters, thinking distortions is crucial to interpreting the world around you in a more conscious manner. So when we are going through something or, you know, facing a specific circumstance, based on the filters that you have developed, it can be really difficult to see a circumstance as neutral because it's charged with very strong thinking filters. And, you know, sometimes they're so distorted that it can become a reality to us, you know, that distorted reality that we're creating in our mind through our thoughts, it becomes so real that we have a hard time, you know, telling them apart, telling apart a neutral circumstance and telling apart the distorted reality that we have made up in our mind. And you might be inclined to deny having any faulty thinking at this point, okay? But we all have thinking patterns. That's how we see the world. We have thinking patterns. Some of them are faulty. Some of them are more distorted than others. And they definitely impact the way in which you face, you know, any circumstance that comes your way. Let me give you some of the examples that, you know, some of the filters that are, you know, the most known. So we have the all or nothing thinking. Oh my gosh, I just blew my diet completely because I ate an M&M. Like just might as well, you know, let it go down the drain. So all or nothing thinking. It's all or it's nothing. Then we have the overgeneralization. Everyone dislikes me. Like nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be my friend. Overgeneralized. We have, you know, the the filtering, which is the tunnel vision. Everything is going to be negative or everything is going to be positive. There's no in between. And then, you know, jumping to conclusions, um, mind reading. We think that we know what someone else is thinking based on their behaviors. Fortune telling. I'm definitely going to fail it, you know, or I'm going to get COVID, you know, one of these days because everyone's getting it. So we get caught in that fortune telling trap. And then catastrophizing. This is probably one of the most common ones because we always assume that the worst is going to happen. So we catastrophize. We have the emotional reasoning. So if I feel it, if I feel that my neighbor doesn't like me, then it must be true because I feel it. We have, you know, the blaming. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's her fault. It's their fault. And we just blame. We blame. And that's the only way, you know, that we explain anything that happens by blaming people or blaming ourselves. Another one is the change fallacy. And this one sounds a little bit like 
Well, if I only weighed 20 pounds lighter, I would be happy. So we base our enjoyment or our happiness on, you know, if things changed, then I would feel this way. Then we have the magnification, you know, where we take something that is, you know, neutral, we magnify it, and all of a sudden, it's this huge thing, this huge catastrophe, this huge event that it's really not. You know, we make things bigger than they really are. Again, these are just a few because there's there are so many of them, and I would encourage you to go online and look up cognitive distortions or thinking filters, thinking biases, and see which ones sound more like you? Because once you know that you have a tendency to catastrophize, you're going to know that the worst is not always going to happen. And it helps. It helps because we face challenges with a new mindset. We are able to be optimistic and still be realistic. And we are able to take circumstances as neutral events rather than being so heavily charged by the things that we think are going to happen. Let me tell you why why I decided that this was the topic for my very last episode on this 2020. I have caught myself over the past couple of days thinking the worst about 2021. I have caught myself um, feeling afraid of what could possibly go wrong, you know, next year. Because last year, so 2019, around this time, I was actually planning a trip with some of my friends and coworkers. We were, you know, we had planned this trip. We had booked our hotel and flights and all of that stuff. And I think around December um, 2019, around this time, that's when we were hearing a little bit more about COVID, but it wasn't as um, as active here in the U.S. So it wasn't a threat, right? It was, oh my gosh, yeah, this is happening in the world. That sucks. But it wasn't, it wasn't in my circle. So it wasn't a concern. We started 2020. I actually um, made a few trips, I think in the beginning of the year. You know, we went down to Mexico with my friends, my coworkers. It was amazing. We came back. We went, I think, um, to a couple outings nearby. So the year looked promising. I had a couple trips planned. You know, I think I was going to go. It was London, um, Poland, um, Colombia. So it was a couple trips, right? I was looking forward to the year. I had all these plans. I was very hopeful about the year. You know, 2020, it's going to be an awesome year. <laughs> my intentions for the year, my resolutions, everything was aligning. And then March happened. And when March happened and, or we had to do the home at stay orders, that's when everything for me went down the drain because the anxiety that I thought had been contained or was contained it unleashed to the 10th power. It was so bad that 
sometimes had to call in sick to work, even though we were working from home and I could, you know, kind of flex my schedule and take it, you know, easy on me for the day. I couldn't, I could not function. Sometimes I had to call my supervisor and cry, cry out to her because it was a horrible experience. My therapist probably got tired of me (laughs) talking about, you know, the things that were giving me anxiety, like paralyzing anxiety throughout that time. I was so afraid and it seemed like all of my fears about the end of the world were coming, you know, to, were becoming a reality. And this is, this is where I have to be very diligent in identifying the thinking patterns that were charging my thoughts and charging my emotions with all of this fear and anxiety. And I was just catastrophizing like left and right. So of course, it took long hours of therapy and a lot of reflecting, you know, um, alone time, a lot of praying, um, studying the Bible more, really identifying how those wounds, you know, why they were still bleeding, why I was still feeling so afraid. So I realized that there were a couple of things that happened in the past where I attached some heavy, very, very heavy meaning to an event like COVID. And I'm not going to go into that today. I know you're dying to know, but I'm not going to go into that today because it's a deep topic and I could definitely not cover it, you know, in the, the rest of the five minutes that I have on. So something happened in 2008 that developed a whole new thinking pattern for me. And I got stuck in that catastrophizing phase that everything that happens around me, absolutely everything that happens around me, I tend to catastrophize, okay? And this is a little bit painful for me to acknowledge because for a long time, I thought that catastrophizing was helping me be guarded and helping me stay safe. And so I saw it as a strength, right? Well, yo siempre, I, siempre estoy preparada. I'm always prepared. I'm always thinking ahead. But that thinking ahead was part of that faulty thinking pattern that developed in 2008 when this thing happened in my life. And after that happened, I got caught up in that pattern that I catastrophize. I magnify the the little negative event and I make it this huge negative event that overwhelms me and unleashes all my anxiety. And I'm kind of, you know, that all or nothing person. Well, you know, if it's, if it's this, then it's totally it because there's no in between. So there's a lot of filters that get activated, you know, in my brain when I'm going through something you know, challenging. So when COVID hit the US or, you know, when it hit my area in March and we had to stay home and, you know, the predictions were were the worst that, you know, you could hear on the news and things were just happening so quickly without my brain being able to process them. That's when my brain was like, okay, oh my gosh, we've had enough. And I couldn't function anymore. My anxiety 
was like over the roof. I cannot even tell, like I could tell, I could talk to you for hours about how horrible my anxiety was throughout the the middle of the year, this past 2020. Here I am, you know, it's the end of the year. Um, I am happy to report that through therapy and, you know, prayer and community with other people that have been so very supportive through through the rough times that I had to face, I am able to manage that anxiety without letting it control my life because now I am aware of the thinking filters that are always trying to be in control inside my mind. And let me just point this out. These thinking filters, yes, initially they are developed to help you protect yourself from the world. That's how I developed mine because I needed to protect myself. Eventually they stop working for us and they become a distortion and they become a weapon against you. It's crucial that you are aware of what your thinking patterns are. Because as I sat here the other day trying to plan out a couple things, you know, for 2021 with my podcast and, you know, my coaching and and work related, I found myself um, a little bit more anxious than usual. And I kept thinking, well, I thought 2020 was going to be this epic, amazing year and look what it turned out to be. And I was dragging on that belief into 2021. And I kept thinking, and this was happening very unconsciously, okay? Like I had to stop and really pay attention to what was happening inside my mind because unconsciously, I kept thinking, well, if 2021 was supposed to be a good year, imagine what could happen in 2021. If 2020 was supposed to be a very productive year for me, and it turned out to be a really dark season, what could go wrong? And what, you know, what could happen in 2021? And I was feeling super like apprehensive and afraid of 2021. I had to be super diligent in identifying the cognitive distortions, the thinking filters that I was using to see 2021. And if I am not aware of that, I'm going to go into 2021 feeling afraid, feeling scared, doubting myself and doubting the goodness of my God who prepares blessings for me in advance. So take time, seriously, take time to think about those wounds, to think about the hard times that you had to face during 2020, to think about all the strengths that 2020 brought out in you, because 2020 left you with something good. Everything, remember Romans 8.28 says that everything works for the good of those who have been called by his purpose. 
So everything, even in the midst of the difficult times, even through the pain, even through the loss, God will still bless you with his goodness through it all. So yes, 2020 was one heck of a year. It was harder for some. It was really, really hard for some people, for for others, you know. Um, But there is something good in it. And we are walking into 2021. And your outlook on 2021 is going to depend on your mindset and the wounds that you are carrying with you into this new year. So please take time to reflect on that. What did you learn from 2020? What are you taking with you? And what do you need to place in God's hands, you know, from here on on? Go into 2021 feeling hopeful that with God, all things are new. And also go into 2021 reflecting on everything that you were blessed with through 2020 and go into 2021 feeling curious of how you can be a blessing to those who had it rougher than you throughout 2020. I pray that that you will decide to walk in your purpose, that you will decide to to go and face 2021, even if you're feeling afraid, and to open up your arms and to open up your heart to receive all the blessings that are in store for you for this next year. And remember that we are here to serve others, to, to be a blessing to other people. God blesses you and, and he blesses others through you. So I hope that you have a very happy new year. And stay tuned for more episodes in this 2021. Thank you for stopping by today. Please leave a review and head over to www.leslieflores.com to learn more about the Uniquely Confident School, an online community of faith-driven women determined to manage their mind and live confidently. Thank you.